Hello, this is Dr. Casey Bradley, and you're listening to The Real P3, a podcast dedicated to the real pork producers around the world. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very first episode. Today, we're going to be in Denmark, visiting with my new friend, Mihaela. My name is Mihaela. I work in Denmark with uh, 500 and something, yeah, 500 sows. We are um, trying uh, our best to do uh, a good production and um, it is, um, yeah, newborn farming stables. I am, um, yeah, like the manager, we are kind of missing people right now. It's only me and um, uh, my collega and of course my boss. We are waiting for a new collega to come in, I think in two weeks. So I'm very happy about that. So is it typical for you also to struggle in Denmark with having um, changeover in staff and low staffing at times? Or is it typical? Uh, yeah, it kind of is, uh, and it happens, yeah. And so I assume you didn't get your summer holiday then, so. (laughs) (laughs) I did, it was not uh, the best for my boss, but for me, for sure it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a great boss who lets you uh, enjoy uh, some vacation time while struggling on his own. Yeah. For sure he is, yeah. And now I understood um, the last time we spoke that when you win your pigs, the pigs um, are sold into Germany to be raised out, and so it's just yes. a sow farm. Okay. Yes, a sow farm. Yeah. They, go, they go from uh, from our farm when they have almost 10 kilos, and they will be in the climb on Germany until they will be 30 kilos. Okay. And after that, they can go to Poland or Germany or, yeah, depends. So are you weaning a 10 kilo pig or are you keeping um, them for a while in a nursery? We keep them. We keep them a little bit until they arrive to 10 kilos because it's more easy to to grow there in, a, in the other climber. Okay, because I was like, oh, wow, a 10 kilo, uh, we need need to figure out how to do that, right? No, 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 no. (laughs) they stay, (laughs) they stay, and yeah, it's a better way to to keep an eye on them and take care of them here than than there, so it works for us, I don't know, yeah. So obviously you have a blended role as a manager there, and... Where do you yeah. spend most of your time, I guess, when you have a full staff and, you know, what are your main responsibilities compared to your boss? Yeah, right now it is for maybe two months. Yeah, since I am only in, in the farm uh, from Denmark at the nursery. But uh, before I was also uh, in Germany and Denmark also. And um, now my boss is taking care about climb on Germany and we will have a new man also there so uh, yeah my job is uh, well a little from from everything from if insemination castration all the tasks making fosters 
mothers. Am I saying it this right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, vaccination and taking care of yeah all feed, order the feed, speak with the veterinarian, medicine registration, all you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So a typical swine producer um, that has to wear several hats in our day. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm actually enjoying this because for a long time I asked my boss what it means to be a farmer. You know, I am a worker, but what, what does it mean for you to be, to be a farmer? And he said, well, okay, if you want to know this, I will show you. And there's also a lot of paperwork and a lot of mails you have to send and speak to many people and it, it was nice to know this other side also than just normal tasks that you have in a, in a farm. Well, it sounds like you got a, a great boss that's kind of mentored you throughout the whole process. And then... Yeah, he doesn't have a choice because when you go <laughs> ask him, <laughs> he's cat in the corner. Yeah, so. yeah that's awesome. Well, yeah. I always wonder why and I guess I don't know this answer yet um with our short time that we've known each other yeah why do you like pigs so much why did you choose yeah I have no idea <laughs> I think yeah I grew up surrounded by by uh, animals and of course when I my first meeting with the the pig farm was yeah I think love at first sight I was really amazed by how it works and how it is done and it is it is progress it is um i don't know it, it it's nice to see that you are you're doing something amazing for me it is there's there's a somebody who would say like we feed the world for me it is uh, uh i really believe that you know i i do want to take this credit i do something well, I think that's at the heart of every good farmer is that yeah. it's bigger than just ourselves. It's bigger than our farm. Yeah. It's, you know, obviously bigger than that, that pig. But um, do you have any other passions, uh, hobbies that, you know, that you, off the farm, I guess? Mm, yeah. um, I do, actually. It is, I'm not sure if you can call it a passion, but yeah, hobby. It is drawing. I love to draw. Not very good at it, but I would love to learn more about it. And, um, yeah. And so what do you draw? Pigs? No, not pigs. <laughs> I did try, of course. <laughs> but no, just the usual. Yeah, you don't want to see my my scribble art to draw pigs because I think <laughs> you would laugh. Um, not a talent I have by any means, but uh, it, it reminds me of my other side as well, my creative yeah. side. So yes, yes. Now that the hopefully the audience is comfortable with you and mm -hmm. knows a little bit about you, um, what are some of the main objectives your system's been working on today? Obviously, I it sounds like. You're just keeping the farm going as best as you can. Yeah. What are some, you know, problems you're facing, struggles, I mean, or objectives that you're working towards today in your system? Well, uh, yeah, struggling with, it can be the MMA, the must eat. Mm -hmm. 
a really so that's, uh, mastitis. Um, mastitis uh, yeah. translates over for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, super. Uh, <clears throat> I do try to keep an eye on on this because if before I was thinking that my sows don't really have milk. Now I'm on the other side right now. <laughs> I think they do have a lot and they have, they get mastitis. And then, um, uh, what I see in them that the, the pigs, they start to lose a little weight and I take them away. Um, and so what they do, they, they, they close, they close, they, they slow down the production of the milk. So then I say, Oh, they don't have milk. But that's wrong. It, it is my opinion right now. So what I am doing new right now is really t take care and really check them to see how it goes. And I put 14 pigs for each of them. And it, until now, it goes actually very well. I am surprised. So this is why I believe that, that they do have a good production of milk. Now, I mean... From the U.S., it, you know, mastitis, I think, is everything we all deal with um, in the farrowing houses. Are you allowed to use any intervention like that in your sows? Or yes. what is the regulations? Or how are, how are you treating mastitis, I guess? Yes, we have medicine, especially for, for M MMA, we call mm -hmm. it. Yeah. That, that's a good abbreviation. I'm just, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, it is, uh, well, they recommend it for three days and also with a painkiller. So I, I do this. It works very well. So, yeah. But obviously, if it's anything like, you know, what I've experienced too, they don't always just come back. I mean, they're never going to hit their full production. Yeah. And, and so how many, you said you're pulling pigs, so you're pulling fall behinds. How many... And putting them on a nurse sow, I presume, or a milk crate. Are they going on another nurse sow, or are they are they putting on artificial milk? Oh, you mean when when there are too many? What what I do? Yeah, 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 yeah. They grow to foster mother. And mm -hmm. uh, I do put them a small uh, crib with milk. It's not milk, actually. It's yogurt. Yeah, it helps, but. Uh, I really like to see them uh, connected with the sow than having this. Um, the last week, yeah, I have changed it because we used to make um, a foster mom only in one step, which means we would take a sow with 21 days old pigs and give it for like one day or two days pigs. It was not working very well, so we changed back to six day sow who gave birth six days ago. Mm -hmm. And this is, yeah, the best. It works well. So, with getting those sows um, with a six day old wean, I'm assuming you're doing a bump wean. So, you'll early wean an older litter or save back a wean sow, put those six day old pigs on her. And then bring that younger lactation sow in for the fall behinds. Yeah. Now, do you, I guess everybody does things differently. Are you moving sows or pigs between the rooms or? Normally, yes. Static. So normally, yes. Okay. We move this table that I have right now. Uh, it kind of allowed me not to move uh, the first 
mother. So a Lelbia would only take her pigs away to the other sow and put the newborn to her, which is, yeah, the best. Once you move it, she will get a little stress and maybe not accept the pigs from, yeah, immediately. Mm -hmm. But when I don't move her, she just, she doesn't care. She just takes the pigs as her own. I don't know. <laughs> There's something else. There's something about being a mother, I think. Yeah. You all yeah. want to nurture yeah. Uh, yeah. the young, and uh, some are better than others, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So besides kind of MMA or, or you know, mastitis, um, like, you know, lactation issues, have you pinpointed maybe what's causing that in your system? We talked about treatment, what you're doing with the pigs, but have you dialed in to potentially why you're having a higher percentage of this issue um, with your veterinarian, your nutritionist? Have you looked into other causes that could be creating the situation to, you know, prevent it instead of treating? I always like yeah. prevention over treatment. But. Yeah, uh, not really, not, not yet, but um, I think it's, yeah, it has to be some changes, and um, and this is something my boss does. He like plays there with the feed system, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what he does. Maybe there are some higher level of something. It can be I don't know. So so kind of tell I guess if we're talking about feed and kind of manipulating nutrition, it sounds like a little bit maybe to help with this. Do you mm -hmm. manufacture your own feed or kind of explain how your feed's produced? Um, yep. How many different rations and, and things that you're feeding? My boss has land, so he far, uh, harvests all the cereals. And there's the um, minerals and the vitamins come from, of course, a feed uh, firma. So they... Uh, in a way, yeah, I think he, he makes it, but, uh, in the future, he will quit on this. So he will get, uh, ready feed just for. So you're going to buy complete feed from. Yeah. And yeah. He'll, oh, I'm assuming just sell his local grains to similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, do you know? his rationale between wanting to buy complete feed over, you know, producing his own. Is there, what's his thought process behind that? Yeah. Um, I've heard that it can, it, it's not always good when you do this. It, they say it can be, it's, it, it, it can cause, uh, yeah, a lot of dead cells more than you had and that you normally would, make your own feed. It is a higher percent in dead cells if you buy it. This I cannot know yet. I hope it's not like this. Well, I hope it's not like that either. And, and maybe that as a nutritionist, I'm like, wow. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily think that when I, when I think about buying new feed and having that conversation over, you know, manufacturing mm -hmm. feed, it, it comes down to cost and employees. I can, you know, obviously you guys are shorthanded on employees. So mm -hmm. taking that off the plates, you know, yeah. a good idea for you. And yeah. um, obviously the benefits of that 
outweighs the cost difference, but, um, you know, I would hope that it transitions over smoothly and, you know, they may do better new ingredient monitoring and things and manage that. I mean, and maybe that the stigma that you've heard is maybe grind size, particle size. Yeah. And, you know, that's to me what comes to mind, but, uh, very, very interesting to see kind of how you're, you know, managing the time management, um, different things. So we talked about your struggles. I know that you, you guys in Denmark, I'm thoroughly impressed with the level of production and just about every system over there. But what are some of the things that you do great? Because I know you have a few on your list that, that you're great at. Yeah. <laughs> right now I am, I'm not really satisfied about the things, how are right now in the farm because there are so many things to do and you don't really have the time for really focusing on what's more important. I, yeah, exactly. To tell you, I cannot know. Yeah. Well, uh, the last time we spoke, you're waiting over 30 pigs per sow per year. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> It needs to be higher. <laughs> oh, it needs to be higher. Where I know, uh, at least from a joint perspective, 30 is, um, you know, the, the no. upper echelon. And I've, you know, heard crazy people going up to 35, 38. Um, in 40. 40. Yes. Oh, 40. Wow. Yes. Yes. That is a... Um, yeah, that's what I cannot say. good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how many pigs that you're going to have to take care of, Mahela? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think as an accomplishment in itself, your your born alive numbers are high. Um, you know, you're weaning a lot of pigs. So even through this struggle, you're still getting a lot of pigs out the door. Um, yes, we can say that, yeah. But it, it can be better. <laughs> Well, we always, I mean, strive to be better. I guess that's the definition of being sustainable. We have to always look at yeah. ways to improve. Um, where do you see your system, yourself, and maybe the industry from a Denmark perspective in the next five to ten years? I, myself is, yeah, definitely still working in this area because I do enjoy it and I do love it. Um, for sure, I want to grow more in to learn more in in uh, in yeah in this and uh, maybe take some courses about yeah even uh, veterinarian um, studies and um, nutrition's yeah why not? But first is. Uh, Danish language, which is not easy to learn. So I have a long way until there. But yeah, for me, that will be my next goals. So, so I didn't realize this then. Then what is your native language? I am from Romania. I speak Romanian. And you're learning Danish, which I, I agree. Learn. It's a challenge. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is, it is, yeah, but um, 
it's going the right way also in this uh, area. So, well, and you've mastered English, so you're at least what three or four languages ahead of me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. I I do want to put a little. Do you have any stories? Anything, you know, interesting, inspiring, encouraging? I think you're an inspiration yeah. in itself, Mahela. Um, just so I can turn the table here and tell her, tell everyone how great you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reaching out, looking for help. Um, maybe tell us about your study group because this kind of goes into the podcast. You yeah. spoke of you, you meet with what about 10 other farms and, and kind of meet every month. Kind of tell us about your, your program mm. you're involved in. Yeah. It is not every month, it's like every three months, I think, something like that. <clears throat> and we are, um, oof, I'm not sure, maybe 10, 14 people. We meet and we visit maybe a farm, maybe a feed factory, maybe, um, yeah, it can be, of course, it has to do with pigs. Um, and there we speak about how the farmer is doing things how we do things um, it's an amazing group and i cannot wait for our next meeting which is next week i think it kind of sounds like an in-person the real p3 yeah yeah <laughs> which is the goal i i hope that to, to we we can all get closer and share um but to kind of wrap up I'm going to give you the opportunity to t turn the table and let you ask how I can help you or what you may want to know about me or the U S pork production is probably the, the only one I can really talk about. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Why did you choose pig nutrition? It was, yeah. Uh, can... Longer, short story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like to say, you know, I studied swine nutrition, but I'm really a pig <laughs> specialist or however you want to define that. I, I think I was born into it. Okay. Um, I grew up on a swine operation. I worked with my dad. And so I loved animals. Oh. And in school, I always wanted to be a veterinarian. And I only thought... I'm either going to work on a farm as a farm manager like my dad, or I can be a veterinarian and I wanted to go to college. And so I was going to be a veterinarian and um, I got to school and I realized, Oh my gosh, it's expensive. I can't afford vet school. I met this awesome professor, Dr. Gretchen Hill, and I met her while I was showing pigs. So in the U S we, we show pigs at fairs and things. And I met, her son was my age, Brandon, and she introduced me to nutrition and got me a job on the university's swine farm and had the opportunity to do research. So genetics, nutrition, um, all kinds of different research there. And she, you know, the big selling point was, is the, you know, cost of grad school versus the cost of vet school. So, um, you know, I went into nutrition but um, throughout my career, I think, you know, a nutritionist, like a pig producer, we w wear several hats and um, nutrition might be my 
area that I'm most interested in, but it's really the pigs and, you know, how I can make the pigs, yeah. you know, as I like to call it, make them fly. Um, yeah. That's kind of why I'm a nutritionist. So, yeah. Anything mm -hmm. else um, to leave the audience? Any last quotes, uh, thoughts? Yeah. Um, oh, that really was really exciting to speak with you today and have this conversation. Um, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed it so much that in the future we may have you back um, some For special sure. episodes and stuff. So. I thank you for your time and I thank our thank audience for listening and uh, have a blessed week. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Before we go, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the Sunswine Group, NutriSign, Swine Nutrition Management, and Pig Progress. But I do have a surprise for you. I caught back up with Mihaela after the first pig was discovered in Germany with ASF. Mihaela, a lot's kind of changed since we last talked in the world of pigs. There's been, mm -hmm. we've heard at least one to two reportings of ASF found in the wild boar population in Germany. And you yeah. said you are shipping your pigs in to Germany and then Poland for finishing. Can yeah. you give us an update of the situation from somebody who has kind of boots on the ground and, and yeah. what, what is happening in Germany? Well, right now, well, from what we know, is that they found 29 wild uh, boars with Svinopest, and um, they are trying the best they can to, to stop it, and they are very positive that they will have a good result and they will end this. And, uh, yeah, we hope for the best. But, yeah, the price, of course, went down for the, for the pig. And, uh, yeah. So there's been no reported cases on domestic farms that you know of? No, no, no. Nothing. Thank God. <laughs> we hope not. Now, what's, uh, what are the tactics that the government's doing to help uh, mitigate this situation or get it under control? They are uh, searching, of course, with the hunters and the dogs and um, the drones. They have it up and search everything. Uh, from the border with Poland and, of course, more to Germany. Now, are they coming into your farms and testing your pigs on a regular basis? Is that something that's going to happen? Uh, no, it is really far away from... Uh, we are far from the border with Germany, so I'm not sure that will be uh, yeah, a possibility, but who knows? So where um, are your pigs going to in Germany, I guess? So most people can kind of get a geographic location. I think most of it's just there on the Netherlands-Germany border, if I was correct, or not Netherlands, yeah. but Denmark and Germany. Yeah, they go to Vandruck, it's called. Mm -hmm. So it's close to, to the border. And... Um, the customers also are not very far away from uh, from our climate. Okay. Yeah. So. So thank you for the update live yeah. from uh, Denmark, and hopefully we get it under control and the prices can kind of stabilize again. We hope. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to our episode of The Real P3. It's been my pleasure. And remember, if you get a chance, hug a pig today.